Check one, check two. Hey yo, it's almost Christmas. Yeah. AMD, episode 34. Is that a Dr. Seuss onesie you're wearing? Huh? Is this a Dr. Seuss onesie you're wearing? Good. I feel like I'm your mirror right now. Taylor Alexander, in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> so oh what's up? God. How are you? Are we on the record right now? Yeah. Do should we not be? Uh, no, we can't be. Um, well, let's pause it for a second, and okay. then I'll tell you why. We're pausing and pausing. And we're back. And we are back live from Culver City. This is Saturday Night Live 2021. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're going. Yeah. I'm really upset of like all this, like, people are so excited for 2021, and I'm like, yo, it's very easy for uh, things to go sideways, and then it takes a very long time for them to come for them to come back. Well, and we've gone so sideways. I don't know if we can go right side up. That's what I'm saying. Like, like we're we're pretty much this is it. This is how it's gonna be. Um, from for a while, but in in happy social justice and uh, um, liberating news, we've walked. Eric Garcetti from joining Biden's cabinet. Nice. But you wouldn't hear it from him. He had nerve to release a press conference saying that he turned down the offers that were made to him because he wanted to stay and help his city. Right, like when you get broken up with and you say, no, I, it was yeah, actually me that dumped, I dumped her. getting dumped and trying to act like you did the dumping. Yes, right. he, is, he is a 
14-year-old girl who got dumped and can't handle it. That makes it. That makes um, sense. So, but it's kind of funny because it's we all know the truth. Right. We all know what really happened, and so does the entire social media. It's just funny that that's what he chose to. That that's how he chose to handle it. You know, like it's just so so on the nose and indicative of what and, and, we're saying. And Right, of course like not. He has done everything to pretend that didn't even happen. Of course. That's what that's what immature people do. You know? Because he is a baby. Baby Eric. He's baby Eric. <laughs> he yeah, I saw I saw something today. It was like it was like insisting on your rights without accepting your responsibilities isn't freedom, it's adolescence. Insisting on your rights without accepting your responsibilities isn't freedom, it's adolescence. Ooh. I was like, yes. Deep. Correct. so sad he's ruined the city and gavin newsom has ruined the state and for no reason like they could have been actual heroes and saved it but instead they just kept on trying to be president and didn't give a fuck about anybody and that now the whole city and the state is ruined for a while and it's bullshit 100 percent Of course. They're they're all scumbags. I'm not fucking surprised. They lack empathy. They don't have a single bone in their body that would care or be concerned about the well-being of others. And it's because our... With Blue Lives Matter, in a city where the blue lives, we have the deadliest police station in this entire nation. Right. And he went marching with them, showing and proving that he doesn't give a fuck. Well, yeah. So block Garcetti... His career ends now. You don't get to continue to fail up. You don't get to continue to put lives in danger and at risk. He's the worst mayor in the nation. One of them. There's a whole bunch of them. 
Unfortunately, our political system is so sick that the only type of people that can succeed in the system are those type of people that lack empathy, that lack anything other than caring about themselves and, and their buddies. And that's, that's what p- politics is now. And if you're not about that, then it's hard to survive in there. And that's what, that's what the people like, are like Bernie and, and people who are actually speaking the truth are trying, are dealing with now. But it's, it's that, that's how it is at, at every le- at every level. He's not the only poor mayor. There's a fuck ton of other mayors that are fucking it up. Cincinnati's mayor is shit too. And the people that were chosen in his place to join the cabinet, I'm not gonna give them the credit either. I'm just glad it's not Garcetti. Yeah. From from my first hand personal experience with him being the mayor since two thousand and thirteen of the city I've lived in since two thousand and six. He has done nothing that it's I can't believe seeing the outcome of like somebody's somebody's reign in power and seeing how i mean last week a fucking sheriff uh, ran over an unhoused woman and killed her a los angeles county sheriff this is the it's it's like how many how how better could it be mapped out for you like could it be any like more obvious that this is a horrible leader I just, you know, I'm at a point now where, and being vocal about this is, I don't have a choice whether I get to do it or not, because I'm, one, I'm watching this shit happen on the ground floor, and two, I'm seeing the results happen. Yeah. We're actually winning, you know, we make wins every day, and of course people are mad about it. They definitely are not an intelligent crew, and they're violent and dangerous, and it doesn't seem like any of our world leaders, city leaders, state leaders, nobody cares. They're like beating the shit out of allies. They're showing up places they're not welcome just to start shit, showing up at like queer and trans shit just to start shit. And then having to put us on, that makes it so that all of us who stand up for all the people, we're not going to back down from that shit. You don't get to like, especially our trans people are the most vulnerable and the most endangered of us all. The, the, The expected life expectancy of a black trans woman is... 35 years where they are literally being killed like hunted and killed so we have to go out there and protect them you know and protect all the people like I had a lot of friends that were not on board with my whole like protesting as a mayor because their COVID whatever feelings they have but I'm like, do you understand that this is not just for black people? It's hosted by black people. But this is for this entire city that has really shabby leadership. I mean, really bad to the point where we are now the fucking epicenter of COVID. That's how bad it is. Because, dude, people came into my job the other day from Orange County and they're like, oh, you guys don't have any seating? And we're like, no, like we're on a fucking lockdown. And white people. 
people, of course. And um, oh, yeah. the girl's like, this is crazy. I No one's even wearing masks in Orange County. It's so weird to see people so masked up. And I'm like, so masked up? You mean this one mask that I have on that is literally like... That's it. That you know, the one thing we can, the one thing you can do to, I'm, I'm like, the one thing you're doing to protect this idiot you're talking to, like, I'm wearing this to protect you. You're the one that's not protecting me. That's what right, this is all about. Once again, right. Once again, we have to take up for all the problems and mistakes that the idiots have made. You know, like, someone came, okay, I'll call him out. This guy named Kevin McGuire. His Instagram is dr underscore m underscore 11 or something like that had nerve to come at me on my post celebrating us beating Garcetti saying I hope you guys are getting tested every three days this is very unfair of you it's so selfish that you guys would just be out there and not care about the health of your city blah 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 I'm like nigga the reason we're out here is because of the health of our city we don't want to be protesting like, no one wants to have to fight for their rights every day. But I told him, I was like, that's your privilege right there. And he called me out and said, it's funny how you can respond on Instagram, but you don't respond to my texts or my phone calls. And I'm like, oh, I see what this is. Yep, bait and switch. I see what this is. And I went the fuck off on him. I read his ass to Phil in a voice memo because I was like, he's not going to misinterpret my tone. And I said, it must be nice, and that is a flex of your privilege that you don't even have to fucking do this. Then he's saying how my job has been threatened, and I haven't worked in all these months, and I'm like, well, also none of us have, so like you're not special there. And then blaming the Black Lives Matter protest this year on the fact that this guy who has a, he's in his mid-40s um, with a band that nobody fucking cares about. And now he's blaming us for his failures. I'm like, it seems like you were failing like a decade ago, bro. Is this like, is this Nashville, Kevin? Huh? Is this Nashville, Kevin? Oh no. Oh. No. That's my sweet little baby. Yeah, that's why I was no, I was like, that sounds that sounds. I did a musical with once last year. Man, you don't got time for those. Right. Don't don't waste your energy with those losers, dude. Well, I that's you know I. You don't, though. You don't. Because I have to say, you're an idiot. You have a... You don't even know what's going on. And then he started dropping all these black artists and um, famous people he's worked with. And I said, that is racism. (laughs) How How do you not realize that you're being racist when you do that? Well, I work with John Legend and Kendrick Lamar. Okay. I don't know how that is even relevant to this conversation, but... Props to you. Yeah. And his girlfriend's making a documentary with Colin Kaepernick. Okay, you guys are really doing your part. Thank you, white people. I don't know how we would have survived this if you don't, if you didn't work with Kendrick Lamar in probably 2010 and your girlfriend didn't make a Colin Kaepernick documentary for Netflix. (laughs) Right. That's, that, 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 that makes sense. That checks out. Shit. I'm like, boy, you don't want me to like reveal who you are to my 
my squad because ask Tony McBride, ask Eric Garcetti, ask Newsom, ask everyone who has social media what happens when they wrong one of us. We just go fucking blast their social media. <laughs> like, full on. So I saw, you, I saw you were on the Sony lot the other day. What was up with that? Oh, so I got a part on a show that I can't talk about on the record. I'll say, I'll say, it's a small part on a show that's on HBO, but you can censor it. It's the show. Yes. I know. I'm <gasps> out. I know. So were you, what, what, what were you there for? What should I censor out also? The show name and. Just censor out. Okay, cool. Well, there for my fitting and my COVID test. Yes. So I, I get COVID tested by them like every few days. Hey, remember like two weeks ago when you said I'm going to be on a TV show and you you manifested that shit? Let's talk about that. I know. <laughs> I know. Especially it's the TV show I wanted to be on. See? And apparently Issa, the creator and star, handpicked us. Fuck yeah. Um, do you have any lines? No lines, but I am a runway model getting custom clothes made. So I had per a huge usual. fitting this week. Yeah. <laughs> I had a huge fitting this week with them, and the fitting was awesome. And then I have another fitting in two weeks, and then I the, my final fitting, and then the, we shoot on February 11th and 12th. Cheers to that, homie. Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Congratulations. I'm so fucking pumped Thank for you. you. That is some great news. Go. It's gonna go up from here, you know? They all, all they need is a glimpse. All they need is a little peek. I know. I'm like, y'all are you ready. That might be that. That, might be, that, that might be this episode. All they need is a glimpse. <laughs> all they need is a glimpse. Like, put me in the fucking show, and I'm gonna, um, Lena Waithe, who's also on my dream board, she has this um, mentorship she's doing, so I'm going to sign up for that, and the, you have to just, it's for all ages, and they give you like this acting for TV and film mentorship, um, so I have to like do a 90 to 20, sorry, 90 to 120 minute monologue, um, that blows them away, so I'm trying to find out which monologue I'm going to do. Okay, let me know how I can help you with that. with that compassion oh, yeah. an enema what of an enema of love um the love enema <laughs> uh i'm just i had so i finished my custom pieces and i'm like i got the first one framed custom framed back and i'm like learning that process and 
I've been delivering wine, just trying to like hustle before Christmas and make some extra cash and um, yeah. take advantage of these opportunities when they come. And I'm in the process of figuring out all the paperwork and legal shit for the nonprofit that I want to start. Have I told you about that? Tell us all. Well, I don't want to get too much into it because I want to save that for later because I like to. I'll, I'll tell I'll tell a little bit about it. So. It's a, a live music nonprofit organization that basically b- builds and provides a ladder for musicians to climb to get from the beginning stages to the theater level. Mm-hmm. Because there really isn't a framework or a ladder for that. It's one of the only professions where there's not a clear path if you're if you're qualified to get to that level and it's because music industry's always been based on fucking artists over mm-hmm. and from the very his, like from the history of american of of american music like in the in the early 1800s it was shakespeare and italian opera that's what we had in this country as entertainment and then right. and then td rice stole this stable dude song and then menstrual acts started happening, and that's basically what we have today. It's guy, it's people singing and playing instruments, and it 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 was founded on the theft of somebody else's art. And this is trying to provide an opportunity and a framework to give artists and a chance to make a living and a ladder to climb to thrive, to um, make a living as as a live musician. And not have to work worry about getting paid fractions of a penny on streaming services or get fucked over by a manager or a booking agent or a. I told you about my friend who um, his friend had passed, and I'll put you in contact with him because it would be great to like have, so you can like just talk to someone who knows this very well. But his friend um, who accidentally overdosed a couple years ago started this business and my friend Mike has taken it over where they get people their royalties back he's gotten everybody on Motown money nice because none of them had money yeah that's what I'm saying none of them got money like he that's amazing I would love I would love I would love to talk to him so this is my idea I'll link you during COVID Magic Mike I'll link you fuck yeah um so throughout COVID and I had this plan before COVID but COVID has made it even more prevalent to me how we should do this so restaurants are also hurting as you know being a part of the restaurant industry so when we come back from this we're restaurants have been hit super hard and live independent musicians have hit been hit super hard this nonprofit is part is partnering with local restaurants who survive covid if you survive covid you're obviously doing something right who have butts in seats already and they don't have to pay anything for the music. We we just we they they are the venue for this this organization. Right. So we partner with independent chefs and independent restaurants all across the country in cities, and that's our touring network. Then we get artists on like myself and and people who have been already been doing this job, who can at least play a three hour original music set, who have the fucking who have the skills necessary. We send them on tour. And you're playing in these restaurants, and you you make fifty grand a year minimum, doing your job, playing thirty weekends a year, around the country. 
So you're not playing in the same market all the time. You're bouncing around. You're going on tour. You're taking breaks, and you're making money while you're doing it so that when you're taking a break, you can invest that money in recording. And you're also getting paid enough right. that you can have a, have a nice place to stay while you're, while you're on tour and not have to worry about having that cut into your bottom line. Right. All the while, the yes, and all the while, um, we are we have a once the restaurants sign up, we have a streaming. We take care of their music when people aren't there, when there's not live music, and we uh-huh. we give them playlists to play, and those have our artists on. So we're racking up streaming revenue for them as a bonus. They also get tips when they play. So as an artist, you play thirty up to thirty to forty weekends a month. Thir- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, you make 50 grand and, uh, you get paid with tips and you get your streaming revenue on top. The restaurants get great musicians that aren't the same local ones that keep coming in. They get a rotation. They don't have to worry about the stress of having to book, be, be entertainment managers as well as running a restaurant, which the margins are slim. It's fucking hard to run a restaurant. It's one of the most difficult businesses there is. So we take that off of their we take that off of their plate, and we take it off of the musicians' plate. They're no longer the promoter for the restaurant. The restaurant just has to have people in because they have great food. That's their job, anyways. And we take away that transaction between those two struggling businesses, and we make the money come from somewhere else, from donations from people who want to help out a good cause. This is the cause for it, especially post COVID, because we're helping live music, and we're helping restaurants. To get the first 50 artists on our tour, I think they would only take three and a half million. Which, it sounds like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's really not. I mean, and that's just to get the first, that's just to get the first, for a year with staff. And so I'm getting all of this together legally so that I can um, pay for the registration, I can file for the tax exemption, and I can get all my ducks in a row so then I can start to... Um, figure out how to work it and then I'm going to be the guinea pig I'm going to be the one that goes out and sees if you can actually do it from the artist side and I'm going to be the one that um, puts it together from a business side and hires the people that are pros at business because I'm not a pro at business I, I know what I'm doing from a creative standpoint but I also want to make sure that we keep the circle tight and we keep uh, the vision focused and so I'm learning the back end of all that uh, I want to. I want to involve you too and put you on payroll. As well, well, whatever you need me, you know, throw me in any position. I, I want. I need you for recruitment and artist relations. Yes. yes <laughs> you, know, you know I can do that. I'm actually going to be in a, a music video today. Fuck yeah. I'm shooting another music video with three black kids. Today. Nice. I'm, I like how I'm like a theme in their career. <laughs> They're a theme on this podcast now. Can we get the new song so we can play it? Fuck yeah. We could just steal it off of Spotify. They don't care. Okay. Well, I can't do that. Um, I can't get the download that I can put into the show unless I get it oh, from them. It. You can MP3 it from YouTube. Perfect. Can you send me the YouTube link? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, oh, so... I want to talk about my private life, but I can't talk about it on the air. Well, we can chat later about that. Yeah, we'll chat about these things after. It's like the doo love story. It seems like things are going good because I haven't, you haven't been much less available, which is all good, but yeah, I get it. I know, I know, I know that life. <laughs> I've been active, you know, in so many different ways. Just me and these hoes. Just kidding. I love my, my, my men. I don't have any women right now, but I love the men in my life. 
the women in my life are um, gone because they're dramatic. Yeah. And I don't have time to, like, I can't deal with people who don't appreciate or you don't even have to appreciate. But if you want to be involved with me in any way as a friend, as a lover, you have to understand that my priority is the movement. Like, it's not rule number one. Like, that's where it all, that's where all of my energy is going. That's where my fucking entire heart and soul is. So, like, I try to date these guys who are not involved in the movement. And I'm like, they're like, I want to see you. Can I see you? And I'm like, yeah, you can come to a fucking protest. But, like. Yeah, that's a whole day hang. I've done it. It's very fun. Right. I don't know when else you plan on seeing your girl. Like, I, I just, I, I'm not lying or pretending for anyone anymore. So, like. I won't just be acting like I'm cool with shit, you know? I'm yeah. cool with someone who just is unaware of the injustice of this nation. Like I can't. It's like you're just now you're just a dumb person. Yeah, well you need to you be need to you be need to be Walmart protesting your mask situation. You used to be a little too generous with people. Like anybody that you wanted some of your time, you were like, "Okay." But that's a that I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> majorly it was bad. <laughs> it was majorly. Uh, right. I'm going to send you my new um, picture thing I made today of how it started and how it's going. Okay. <laughs> but that makes me happy. I'm glad to hear that because you don't need to be wasting your energy on bullshit people. No. Fuck that. Sen- there's two of them. I'm sending you both of them. Okay. Hold on. Let me check them out. <laughs> I don't know how to look at them and... and Minimize the the little face screen. Ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold on, badass bitch wolf cousin. I like the first one better. With the with the with the butterflies. Yeah, the one, the one where you're outstretched than the first one. Yeah, right. The, okay, juxta- cool. the juxtaposition there is stronger, I right, think. Right, because it's like, it's so sweet. It's like, she's just enjoying life. Yeah. It's like... It looks like my light and dark side, actually. It's very reminiscent right. of that. It's... <laughs> How it started. Because that photo, that first one was actually taken in January. Oh, right. I had a photo shoot with my manager. He did some new headshots, and then I was like, I love Pug Me Tinder. Let's get a picture in front of this wall. Do you remember how how fun things were in January before Kobe died? Things, it was it was exciting. Exciting times. Dude, we had a really good two and a half weeks of 2020. <laughs> 15 days of pure so bliss. Promising. Do you remember? Well, actually, don't forget, we were already by the Australian fires That's on true. Like January 2nd. That's true. So and the Nashville tornado. Oh, that was later on, though. That was right before COVID, right? Sorry. The Nashville tornado was in February. It was right... It was the week after I got back from Nashville and then, like, uh, two weeks before the lockdown. It was right when we started the show. Yes. Um, that seems, like, so January, long ago. Well, January also had... Um, um, our bitch ass president trying to declare war on Iran by killing 
um, one of their leaders in a fucking airstrike. We dodged a bullet there. I forgot about that. If COVID hadn't happened, who knows what... We dodged um, disintegration. For real. I forgot about that entirely. all the leaders also know how stupid he is, so they didn't even... You know, even though that was, like, really fucked up. Um, so, like, but it's like February came and just took it all away. February was like, here we go! Punch in the gut, you got the air knocked out of you, and then... I know, it's so weird. I look at videos of, like, when I was at Renee's in March, and of me just, like, hanging out with the kids and, like, playing guitar and stuff, and I'm just like... That was almost a fucking year ago. It feels so much longer. It feels... It's weird, too. Like, I have these... Like, all these new friends from this year. Like, my comrades, who I feel like I've known them so long. And I've known them for, like, such an important part of my life. But it's because we're all, like, trauma-bonded. Right. You can only have so many guns in your face with certain people where you guys are like, Damn, isn't this some shit? I can't believe we have this in common. It's a real thing, trauma bond, for real. I'm here for it. Like, I was talking to one of my comrades today, and I was just saying how it's hard to talk to people about things that, like, don't matter. And it's like, I don't give a damn about your new shower curtain, Becky, in your downstairs bathroom. Like, did you know someone got killed yesterday by the cops in your neighborhood? No. But my shower curtain, it's very cute. But my shower curtain. Did you it, see about it's so the much, guy? It's so much yeah. easier to just think about the shower curtain and instead of deal with the right. real the real rawness of life. Right. That everybody, have, that right. all the white people in the 90s grew up in that was protected they, from, the, you know. The, um, you mean the, like, Beethoven's second Father of the Bride movie that everyone, the bubble, the Father of the Bride bubble? Exactly. Effect. Yeah, totally. Um, I have this new thing I want to do on every episode um, because, unfortunately, it's necessary. But I would love to say the names of people that need their names said. And this week is especially my brown brothers and sisters. Um, So we need to say the name of Ernie Serrano, who was killed in Harupa Valley this week by the sheriffs and the Stater Brothers. They beat his ass for no reason, because that's what they do. So we're going to Riverside. Um, I'd like to say the name of Andres Guardado, who was murdered by the police this year uh, as a gang initiation in the sheriff department. I'd like to say the name of Daniel Hernandez, who was in a car accident in downtown L.A., disoriented, of course, he was just in a multiple car accident, and this bitch-ass cop, Tony McBride, shot him down and killed him. She shot him six times. Um, he also, of course, these are all unarmed people, uh, and there needs to be justice. There's another name. Hold on. Her name is, um, Melly Adado. I'll get it right, um. But she, I'm sure you remember this, that the Silver Lake Trader Joe shooting when the cops started shooting it, yeah. she was the only fatality. And they're not charging them. And there were six other shots that were like, 
that hit other things. That could have been six other bodies. So we have to remember to say these people's names and keep the keep talking about it because this keeps happening. These are all people besides Melly, because um, that was in 2018. But all these other people that have died at the hands of the police this year were already fighting a pandemic. But the worst pandemic is white supremacy. And we are dying at an alarming rate from that. I feel like we're bouncing back more from COVID than fucking white supremacy. So say their names and remember that we're all fucking seconds away from being a name. Because this this police industry is designed to kill people. And now we're finally reforming it in L.A. and everyone's mad. All the cops are mad because they can't keep killing us. And they're decriminalizing protesting. They're decriminalizing all kinds of shit here because one in five inmates has COVID. You can't keep throwing people in jails and holding cells and paddy wagons and all this shit for... Um, trespassing or driving without a license or protesting please be careful so, I love you I, will. I don't I will. want I got my people don't worry I know but I'm, I'm, I you definitely can, am you have the skills necessary to make a much larger impact with your art and your spirit and your light than you do on the streets. And that's all I'm going to say. Because I love you. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I you you already too. know this. But yes. just be careful. That's all I'm saying. I will. I am. That's why like things have changed a lot. I'm not worried um, about you. I am just this. concerned. And that's all I'm going to say. But Just being real. Yes. I appreciate the realness. I need it. Okay. I know you're going to be fine. But... I just gotta say it, otherwise I'll feel. I have to. Well, it's I, I just have to say it. That this is actually my life now. You know, sometimes when I think about being an activist, I I always was proud to be an activist before and a feminist, a black feminist. But this is so different. This is so like I was a fucking don't shoot. I would. I, that was my thing. It was don't shoot, not so much BLM. Back in like 2014, 2013, it's just like, don't shoot. And it's just become such a history making life every day. Every single day is like, whoa, this is like the shit. Like, this is the biggest civil rights movement of our human history. And it's not slowing down. And it has liberated all kinds of other people. In negative and positive ways, even though the Proud Boys are protesting and they're being violent, it liberated these people to go out and fight for what they believe in, even if it's not what we believe in. You know what I mean? 100%. It didn't start with anyone but black folks. Of course. Just like everything, like hip-hop and fashion. and like, Anything uh, cool. Gas parks. Music. <laughs> Cars. Any, anything people love. Architecture. I would say passion. I mean, it may just be... That's where passion comes from. Grace. Because the black community has so much grace. Totally. I'm like, 
these motherfuckers are lucky that we're graceful now. Because all of us that are surviving here today, that is black, had an ancestor who didn't take that shit anymore. Right. And changed the story. So why not continue to be that? Fuck yeah. Well, you know I support you 100%. I'm, I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you and that... I mean, I already said what I, what I needed to say. But another good news is that the Cleveland Indians are no longer the Cleveland Indians. Right. It only took how long? Uh, 107 years. Have... But it doesn't matter. Another, thing that, another, another positive thing that happened in baseball this week is that all of the Negro League players and stats have been incorporated MLB. into the MLB history books as well. Also, so now the Hall of Fame just went way overdue. Well, the, the whole there's there already 35 Hall of Famers from the Negro Leagues, but the all of their stats are now included. So now there'll be new players el- eligible moving forward. Is what that means. So there'll be much there'll be many more inductees. I assume that they'll have a handful of players each year that are included in this because of this. Because once they can recognize the stats, then they can be um, analyzed for the Hall of Fame. So they'll, uh, other than the 35 superstars that came out of those seven leagues over that 40, 50 year time period, um, everybody now will be, I, I assume, I don't, I don't know for sure, but that's what it said to me. Um, and that's long overdue and complete bullshit that it took this long, but it still happened. And that's, those are just two positive things yeah. that happened in my favorite sport that I was super excited to. Well, yeah, Share it with feels you. good that they're going to recognize people that they should recognize. Yeah. And they're going to also, like, with the Cleveland uh, baseball sports team, <laughs> right. they're recognizing that for many years they've been offending people. Like, it offends me, and I'm not fully indigenous. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't walk around in, like, the headscarf, but there are people still living the today who do. Like, because it's not happening in front of you, it's not happening, according to, like, most white people. Right. Like, I was told by a white friend, like, I just wish this, I, it's so hard for me to believe that this is even, like, the reality, because I was just being real about it all. And I was like, why is it hard to believe that white people are so mad at black people that they take their lives? It's always been the case. That's always been the case since the beginning of our connection between black and white folks. And the way that it's perpetuated and the way that it's existed, the way that it has for so long is because everybody else has been trained, all the white people have been trained to not deal with it unless they unless it's right not in front of their face. Not even acknowledge this huge trauma that exists in their DNA as well. Right. That not is- even... Like, and I'm super grateful for the, like, George Floyd uprising and everything, but it sucks to have watched all these people that I knew as well not know shit about black folks, when I know everything about white history. Right, well, that's... I mean, that's, like, what I've been fucking being taught, and also my black ancestors and black kin folks' stories were just either whitened up or completely erased, Burnt down. But yeah. you don't know, it, like, when people told me about Emmett Till, like, some people this summer, and I'm like, I was a child, had, had seen that Emmett Till photo, and there was no internet. <laughs> it was in books. Like, that we had in our house, because my dad was woke. But it was books that were available to everybody. 
I digress. I'm so happy I have allies out there that are willing to take the fucking heat. And um, really, like, that's something I've really appreciated lately. Because, you know, people are like, there's not a lot of black people all the time. I'm like, yeah, because allies, I mean, there's black people here. But if when there's a lot of allies, that is a sign that they're changing the fucking story. And it's happening. And it's happening on large venues, but it's happening. black folks a minute to sit down and, and take a little break. Yeah, send your white friend to the protest so you don't have to go today. Well, ultimately, if it's if we're gonna if if we're gonna succeed in what we're trying to succeed in, which is um, true equality, it's it's the it's our turn. It's white people's turn to do some work, and I think that everybody's realized that on a global scale, and I think it's happening. Right. That that snowball is is been rolled, and it's and it's 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 gaining momentum. It's it's rolling down that hill, and we're a part of that. Right. You know, and it, that's it, it is super exciting. And it's not going to stop. It's going to keep going. The, the, moment, the momentum is, is large enough that it's, I don't think it's going to stop. I think we're going to keep seeing. It's going to take time, like everything good it does. It takes time, and that's okay, because guess what? Black folks have always been patient. <laughs> Hundreds of years of patience. But this is the wrong generation. We're not patient anymore, and we want reparations. Well, they gave us the Internet. They fucked up. We lost our patience. With that. We want we want to be compensated properly for the brutal attacks on the people that survived their bullshit right now. Like reparations immediately. Immediately. And we have to abolish the immigration system entirely and rewrite it. (laughs) Stop killing my brown brothers and sisters truth who are the actual people who came from the actual country unlike me who it's so far ago in my dna so long ago we don't even know but that's their immediate history and the way that they treat brown folks in this country is disgusting they literally are the the wheels that make the machine run totally we can't survive without them all latinos and indian people and everybody look at india biggest protest in history millions i saw that shout out to india we know we india we know you're listening we know you're listening we see we see the numbers coming every week we we love you guys we're like we're done with this shit Okay, it's COVID, but guess what? We're going out. I wonder if that's why people are listening to our show in India, probably, huh? We have something to learn from India. The 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 unity, the unity is is because this this is something these white folks don't understand is that the machine is against all of us if we're not in the one percent, and like none of us are, none of us. We're all trash to them. Truth. So we're fighting the wrong enemy. If we're if you're gonna fight against us because we want to be liberated, you don't even realize you have a fucking leash around your neck. Well, a lot of those people that feel that way, they either a lot of them, they work for a corporation. That's where their money comes from. Yeah. That's how they take care of their kids, or the, or the or their 
husband or their cousin or their uncle or their dads were police officers. Like, they're they they can't they they don't they're they're trapped in a in a place where they don't know what to do because I know a lot of people don't feel this way, but yet their whole lives are based on their money coming in from these sources. And I know I know there's a fuck ton of people that are stuck there, and it sucks that they're right. stuck there, but. I mean, I don't. That's work that they need to do. That's that's where the work needs to be done. You know. They need to really also like put their badges down. The cops. Well, of there course. were cops out last night at an action I was at, and it was just like a low key thing. But they were there to just kind of like be monitoring the street. They look so done. They look so done. And I was like. Why don't they just lay the badge down? Eventually. And we talk to them, you know. We tell them, like, dude, it's not too late to join us. Join us. We're open to everyone. That is the point. Right. It's not just (laughs) black lives. Right. Even your cop ass can join us. That's powerful. To all the cops out there listening to this podcast. I said it myself. You can join us. Put your badge down. A, we have a bigger problem, and it's white supremacy. Quit the force and come on the show. Yeah, but don't sit live with me because I don't want to. No. Watch you fidget when I stare at you. <laughs> no, it'll be a Zoom call. It'll be fun. I'm gonna be grilling. Yeah. Do the commissions meeting the um, LAPD commissions meeting commissioners meeting this week was lit a couple of the BLM members got on live and they were just reading to film you can just read you get like your minutes and they're like okay three minutes and you just fucking roast nice I love when the people do that and they say one sentence and they're like I I forego oh, the rest Bill of my time I just like to say fuck you guys um, and I, I forego the rest of my time right I yield my time Yield, that's what it is. I yield my time. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I'd like to just say, um, fuck the police just to start it off and also start prosecuting killer cops. And Mayor Garcetti, you should resign. Governor Newsom should also resign. Chief Moore, you should resign. Villanueva, you know your baby Trump ass needs to resign. And fuck you with a capital and F. Fuck you with a capital F down the Christmas chimney whatever Santa Claus looking ass motherfucker let's go hashtag protect black lives do you yield your time hashtag LASD is a bunch of bitches do you yield the rest of your time LAPD don't even get me started on y'all y'all already know how I feel do you yield the rest of your time It'll happen. It's like calling into radio. It'll it'll come in. It'll happen when you need to. I know I used to get into the radio all the time. I should just do it on the radio. Fuck it. I've been listening to the conservative radio here just for research, just to make me laugh, and it's so preposterous what these old fucks are blabbering about on the radio all day. What they care about. It's hilarious. It's so funny. They're bored and they're old and they, they. It's just so funny. I'm just like I just feel. I I really do feel sorry for. I I have empathy for people I that believe like that they, shit. Like it's. 
I don't know. They definitely um, have never really had, like, a friend group. <laughs> or if it was, it was, like, this weird high school competitive one, right? Where they, like, you really just, like, insult each other all the time, and it's, like, making, you're okay, still so making fun of your high school. in high school? I don't know. It's, like, these guys, probably, like, shitty athletes is what it sounds like to me. Like, mm. it's, like, conservative sports radio, and they're Started all... Started drinking when they were 12, driving their daddy's truck around. Probably, yeah. It, it's just... And then the women are just god-awful. Yeah, the, the women that, that drink the Kool-Aid I'm that are in the hot tub with them, they're all batshit crazy and, and just don't don't even know it, you know? They're just, like, pretending to care about things Bat that don't matter. Crazy. Yeah. They've just oh, been girl, you know what I filed I down to what a... What did you do? I set his PS5 on fire and then I drove his truck into a lake. I'm like, and, you're, and then you guys were here holding hands. What the fuck? That's how crazy those bitches are. Exactly. Like that yeah, he Kelly has Clarkson three kids song. With three other women, but you know, I'm gonna deal with it. His dick's good, so. Yeah, it's like, ew. First of all, show me a good dick. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think of it in that way. I'm like, well, it's better than most. <laughs> I was thinking like the like the dicking That's down. Why I'm single. You That's know. why I'm single, and I'm wearing cat in the hat um, pajamas, onesie pajamas. Can I get some matching? Ver- actually, I, I'm I'm envious of those. Dude. I like it. Or actually, we should get thing one and like thing two. Discount. That's what we should do. Yeah, I got these at this. You know those like I'm surplus discount shops. Yeah. I that's where I got this. Like the month I moved back to LA. I love it. Absolutely. And I haven't seen them since. And it's perfectly for, it's my colors. I'm like, let there be a pajama party. A bitch is coming dressed. That's right. (laughs) Dressed. I'm going dressed out tonight. Dressed. There's a little event tonight. Right on. It'll be a safe one. Cool. Like I said, I'm not worried about you. It's just... I uh, I just want to be able to have years and years more of hangs, and I would I would hate for something crazy to happen out of your control. Well, that, that's all I'm jail, saying. Like, make sure you make a big funk about it. Come on, you already know. But like, let's I try to let's let's try everything we can to avoid. It, is all I'm saying. I it's yeah. it's it's all of my motives are selfish. A hundred percent. I know I that. I just have to say it, otherwise I'll never forgive myself if I didn't, so. You needed to hear it. And I know it's, it's not, it's not even, it's going to be a non-issue, I'm not even concerned. I am concerned, I'm not even worried, is what I, is what I'm trying to say. But. I appreciate it. I mean, I get concerned too, I'm concerned, I'm loud. Yeah. You know, I don't, I also don't back down, and. I'm learning patience in a different way right now. Um, definitely learning to keep my composure and to trust no one. Really? <laughs> trust no one, and I call out a fucking snake if I see it immediately. Yeah, just find that balance where you're continuing to push the envelope, but also safe. That's all. Yeah, my career is helping. Fuck yeah, that's super exciting. I can't wait to hear, I can't wait, when are you, you're going back in February? 
Um, I go back in in January for okay. another fitting. Yeah, they measured every inch of my body. Nice. How was that? Even, like, nipple <laughs> to nipple. I was like, this is a little kinky. How was that? <laughs> Exposed. And I was like, oh, interesting. There were some measurements all around that were interesting. But then I was like, oh, I always talk about my waist. Like, I always give my my measurements. And I'm always saying 26 waist, 36 hip. And it's actually 26 waist, 35 hip. Oh, well. But I don't measure it often, you know what I mean? Because, like, I'm not a psycho. <laughs> You know, I mean, but like getting give or take from, from wardrobe styles, and then also like my um my armpit to my waist, like things like that. Like I would never know that was like I think it was seven inches. Like your like your really top like, inseam or something. Like it was yeah. That's it was weird. Like the, yeah, but they well they're making all kinds of. They even did my knuckles and my head. Oh right, because you're gonna be a supermodel. Yeah. In this yeah, world. and then my shoulders with, I was like, oh. But then she did my arm, and it was 10 inches. I was like, no, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Give me another inch, girl. Don't say 10 inches. That sounds scary. That's like that big. That's nothing. Hold on, let me... Mm. Uh, yeah, let me... Can I pump some iron before we do this? I didn't know we were getting into it. That's all good. <laughs> And my inseam was exact, 32. I always just buy that those 32s. That's designer. Like, that's the standard. That's for men, too. That's 32, yeah. I'm a 30, so I always got to look for... That's why I shop for jean, for pants at Target and Forever 21, because they have those. Oh, Forever 21 men. Their shit... This is Forever... My favorite sweater is from there. I love... Dude, I, shout I out to Forever, Forever 21, 21 men. All my dudes out there, if... Before Forever 21 hits the fan and closes its shit, because there's no way that shit's going to exist for much longer, go there, if you have one near you, and check out the men's department if they have one. I found you know so many great cool? pants and so much outerwear. What? In 20 years having your collection, because I have a collection of Forever 21, but, like, it's going to be cool when there's no more Forever 21, but, like, we all can still. That's how it is on Depop. We sell, like Beanie like, Babies? Old, <laughs> yeah, we sell our old Forever 21 pieces and shit. Nice. On there, and, like... To collectors of certain collections, like, I have the Bon Jovi stuff they made. Nice. Because I couldn't get it anywhere. The only time I saw it was in New York, and I had, like, $22 <laughs> to my name. So you got it? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Boy, do you know it was this close? <laughs> I needed to get another train pass the next day, and I was like, there's no way I'm staying isolated. It was a that was a reckless time. I like went. I barely had any money. I spent the money I had because I had done these paintings, and this woman was supposed to pay me five hundred dollars in Nashville, and she like never came to pick them up. And when she finally did, I had left them with my friend Kevin actually, and she like got to the studio super late, so he wasn't there. And then it was this whole hectic thing where he had to like go to the airport. She's like in. She works in the Peace Corps or something, and she was leaving. It was just a whole dramatic thing. 
but I didn't get the money until, like, she did that. She didn't send it to me until she had the paintings. And I was in New York for a couple of days. I was just like, I guess I'm going to be here for a while <laughs> with no money and also... Waiting for this painting uh, to come in. No plane. I did. I had a one-way flight because that's how I am. Yeah. I know how you roll. It's cheaper that way, too, a lot of times. Because American that, Airlines, not just that company, but all American Airlines, blow! Way. It's more fun that way. Talk about financial rape. Yeah. Oh, well, all of it. Yeah. All the corporations, capitalist yep. community. Corporate capitalism. Capitalist, but with a K. Yep. KK capitalist. Just constantly fucking our asses. And we don't even, even we don't even have a say. We don't even get to no, say yay you know or nay. A lot of us just got used to it, so they just like it, you know, they, but they... They don't even know why they like it. And now they're figuring out, oh, I don't really want to get fucked in the ass anymore. Right. It's like and people that drink, it's like people that drink cheap, light beer, you know? Ugh, Coors Light every day. I accidentally had a couple of highlights the other night, and then I was just farting my, just farting all I'm day. I'm sorry. It's like people who drink Pepsi. Well, did you know that, pe- that in uh, Quebec, Canada, Pepsi is the, that's, wait. Quebec, Canada is the only place where Pepsi outsells Coke. Isn't that weird? (laughs) (laughs) Where's RC Cola at? (laughs) See, now, the island of Fiji is the only place where RC Cola outsells Pepsi. I'm completely making this up. Oh my god, I was gonna say. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, I have to go to my Christmas dinner. Um... Christmas dinner? Yeah, my mom, so my mom had COVID during Thanksgiving, which is her favorite holiday of the whole year, because she loves food and wine, and so she had to be in quarantine, and so we're having our Christmas solstice, winter solstice dinner tonight, and uh, I have to go prep my beef wellington. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what that entails, but it sounds murdery it's it there's cow meat involved and uh so you're gonna re-kill it and puff pastry no it's already we i bought it dead wait 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 yeah the puff pastry is with the meat yeah around it it's fantastic what's it called wellington beef wellington Mm. yeah do you dip it in something mustard blood (laughs) blood mustard yeah. Blood and mustard. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you honey mustard? Yes, of course. The only condiment. <laughs> but white people love ranch as well. Fuck ranch. No, but only, ranch can. Ranch is not, what? It, what? What even is it? Does anybody even ranch know what's in pizza? ranch? Fuck that. <laughs> Lou loves that shit. Get it out of here. Ranch on pizza. Ranch is is the most basic. Salad dress. It's what is it even? What are the ingredients of ranch? Does anybody even know? You know, it comes from the ranch orchids. Buttermilk and you know, pepper. Even when they have those commercials, the advertisements are even like in a huge like cotton field. But Hidden Valley somewhere where there's still Hidden slavery, Valley. where slavery's <laughs> still allowed. Like get out, get the fuck out of here. The one ranch I will vouch for is Ken's. Ken's Steakhouse Ranch is the shiznittle bam. Snip, snap, snap. Me either. And Especially if on I pizza. Was a ranch person, it had to be good ranch. I'm not drinking no Hidden Valley. Ken's, I'll send you a bottle. You'll love it. Well, it's not vegan. I'm not gonna 
consume it. It, it might. I, we don't even know what's in ranch. That's what I'm saying. It might be. Buttermilk is always in it. Oh, okay. There's butter and milk in the in the title, so I'm out. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> right away, I'm out. That's fair. I can. <laughs> um, can you talk tomorrow off the record? Yes, I can talk for like two minutes off the record too, really briefly. Okay, let's do that. Um, we love okay. you all. Um, shout out to India Happy for listening to us, and we're so proud of you for your giant fucking protest. And uh, Merry Christmas, I guess. And oh, I guess next Friday will be Christmas. Happy holiday season. Happy holiday season. Right. Sorry, I'm in the Midwest. Everybody's everybody's style. everybody's still. Know. I'm like Merry Christmas, a little steep. <laughs> Whatever. But apparently the airports are smashed, so people are spreading COVID. Happy holidays. Whatever. Wear your mask, please, God. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.